0: Matthew chapter 8, verses 19 through 20. Then a certain scribe came and said to him, said to Jesus, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And so, friends, before us is an unordinary person a, person, a scribe, who has spent some time studying the teaching, the Word, and having heard Jesus, he had loved Him, and he said, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, in order to follow me as a disciple, you need to create an atmosphere in your heart in which I can incline my head, but unfortunately you cannot do this, because in your heart foxes have holes and birds of the ear have nests. Foxes that have holes in the heart are false prophecies that contradict the truth of the word of God which man trusts in. Ezekiel chapter 13, verses 4 through 5. O Israel, your prophets are like foxes in the deserts. You have not gone up into the gaps to build a wall for the house of Israel to stand in battle on the day of the Lord. And the birds that have nests in the heart are fleshly thoughts in which a person thinks that godliness is a means for gain. These are people with corrupt minds and are destitute of the truth as it is written in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 5, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. From such withdraw yourself. And we know that this place of scripture in Matthew that highlights a dialogue between the scribe and the Lord, is directly tied to the fundamental commandment of tithes, which is the foundation upon which we are called to build ourselves into a spiritual dwelling and a holy place. And here, it is necessary for us to clarify for ourselves, in order for us to conduct, or rather create a place for Christ, for Him to be comforted, it is necessary for us to be rid of foxes and birds, and as we read, foxes is every kind of form of false prophecy, which we may be led by. And if we are led by false prophecies, then there is another thing that causes us danger, birds that have nests. These are our own thoughts, our own understandings. When a person is not led by prophecies, but who before the Bible says, well, my Bible tells me this, and this is how I understand it. This means that in his mind, the birds, or rather, his intellect, creates nests in which he proceeds to appraise the service of tithes through his own intellect. If upon following Christ in our hearts, boxes do not have holes and birds do not have nests, then our heart is a fortress for God, which gives God the basis to be our fortress. In other words, Our contentment with what God has allowed us to have yields our conduct to be without covetousness, which is the root of all good and the seal of God on our foreheads, which serves as a protection from fleshly thoughts. So, our conduct to be without covetousness, this is the seal of God on our foreheads. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5-6, through 6, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For He Himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Thus, our heart is a fortress for God only when we have the property that discovers itself in a conduct without covetousness in this conduct this is not just an understanding but this is a conduct this is the character of God a conduct without covetousness which is defined as the fear of the lord discovering itself in acts of godliness and contentment with what god allows us to have which gives god the foundation to be our fortress so first he becomes we become a fortress for Christ first when in our heart there is a conduct, a character, without covetousness. And then the Lord offers, us, offers for us to find a fortress in His heart. And so, let's look at four characteristics of what our conduct is without covetousness. Why? So that we can create an atmosphere in which Christ could be comforted in our heart. And this is the character and atmosphere that is without covetousness. In this heart, this means there is no foxes that have made their holes and birds that have their nests. And so, first, our conduct without covetousness is the expression of godliness and content for what God has allowed us to have. In the phrase, let your conduct be without covetousness, let your is taken from military lexicon, since it has a commanding form that turns this command into a commandment failure to fulfill which according to the laws of wartime is punishable by death and that's not it second a conduct without covetousness is a great gain that reveals our authority over money love for which is defined as the root of all evil behind which stands the demonic prince of mammon so we are uh, those that are dominate over money. Usually the bankers illuminati say that they dominate money, but they are slaves of money. We dominate over money because we are able to, re- to redirect them according to scripture, not where our thoughts direct or the birds that have created their nests and what the false prophets Tell us we are based on the written word of God in the format of the preached word of God, and here's verification of this First Timothy chapter six verses 6 through 11 where it talks about authority over money is godliness. Now godliness with contentment is a great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. and having food and clothing with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation in a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed away from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. All of us, without exception, due to the lawless and unclean origin in which we were conceived, inherited the root system of evil, discovering itself in the desire to become rich, to become rich with physical and perishable treasures. This is the origin that was given to us through the vain life, the desire to be rich. We can be rich in God and when we are rich in God then the Lord will worry about who to who to give and to how much to give. Psalms 51 verses 5 through 7. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean, wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Third, a conduct without covetousness is evidence that the root of all evil has been uprooted from the soil of our heart. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 15-17, through 17. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears." So, this is what happens to those people who do not have the character of God, but those who who do have covetousness, who try to, while their parents are living, to share their inheritance. These are wicked and lawless people who, t- to who divide their spoils while their parents are still living. With these people, we should not speak, we should not listen to them. We need to place them, uh, place them with a warning and, if needed, to excommunicate them from the Church of the Lord Jesus. Fourth, a conduct without covetousness is evidence of generosity expressed in a lack of vile and shameful self interest. Second Corinthians chapter nine verses six through eight. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. And so we have read together how it is, it's necessary for us to create an atmosphere so that Christ could find rest in our hearts. And so, we talked about how, and we decided that we will not allow false prophecies, prophecies as foxes to create holes in our hearts. We will not allow our own intellect in the format of birds to create nests in our mind. We have chosen to create an atmosphere which is a conduct without covetousness. And if very quickly we define what conduct is without covetousness, this is first the expression of godliness and cheerfulness and contentment for what God has allowed us to have. This is authority over money. This is evidence of uprooting from love of all money and the generosity that is present and covetousness that is not. We right now are going to sing up psalm together and thank God that we have a great privilege to be in this place and to hear these wonderful words and to create a wonderful atmosphere in our heart so that Christ could incline His head in our heart. He can incline His head in our heart if it is going to be generous, if it is going to be deprived of covetousness and self-gain when we do not search for our gain, but the gain for our brother. And this will create a wonderful atmosphere for the Lord. Let us stand and sing a psalm together. with great joy will remind us, as our pastor has said, each time Israel had honored God with their tithes and offerings, They were called to, according to the words that Moses had received from God as a revelation, to raise their hands over their offerings and to proclaim one wonderful proclamation that they were faithful to for thousands of years. We, being that same Israel, tied to that same root, drinking from the same olive tree, will do the same thing. Please raise your right hand, a symbol of your righteous act, and pray along with me. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated the tithes from my home and brought them into your home so that in your home there may be food. I did not give it in sorrow. I did not give it impurely. I did not give it for the dead. I deeply believe in your unchanging word and I am glad that I have the privilege to express my love and to acknowledge your authority and according to your word. I ask you, right now, may your heavenly windows be opened, and may your blessing come down abundantly upon your redeemed nation, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. May the Lord bless you. You may be seated.